Welcome to Happy Hour with the Three Tomatoes. And no matter what time of the day you're listening, shouldn't every hour be happy? Cheers and enjoy the episode. Before we start our episode, let's talk girlfriend to girlfriend with a special message and a great offer from our friends at Pulse. We all know that when we go through menopause, we lose estrogen, but what we often don't talk about is how this can lead to intimacy issues. Sex can become uncomfortable and even painful. You may have tried personal lubes and were turned off by the sticky mess. Well, now there's a new line of awesome personal lubes that were created by a rock star team of women, doctors, engineers, chemists, and sociologists. You'll love Aloe A, a luxuriously smooth silicone-based lube with soothing aloe and vitamin E. HO2O is a natural water-based moisturizing lube made with hydrating organic chia extract, so there's no sticky icky mess here. You'll love the Pulse warming device too. Trust us ladies, the Pulse products are game changers when it comes to great sex at any age. Get 15% off all lubes with code 3TPULSE15, that's 3TPULSE15. Go to lovemypulse.com. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Kim Selby, the San Francisco editor of the Three Tomatoes newsletter, and cheers, thanks for joining us. Today, in honor of the month of love, that's right, it's February, and whether or not you celebrate all things hearts and flowers this month or not, it's as good a time as any to talk about relationships and love. So today, I have a real treat for you. I have the pleasure of speaking with Ronnie Joy Krasner, who is a certified soul coach. Don't you love that? Your soul. Um, For many of her clients, she is their go-to coach for dating, relationship, as well as being a transformative growth coach. Say that three times fast, transformative growth coach. (laughs) Ronnie Joy has taken the trauma and life challenges that she herself has experienced. And she became the coach, healer, and spiritual advisor she is today by living her life. She is a baby boomer, like many of you listening, who found herself over 50, divorced, and single, but wanting to find a wonderful relationship. So she developed practical tools to successfully call in her amazing second husband, Jack. Thank you and welcome, Ronnie Joy. I'm so thrilled to be here, Kim. Thank you. I hope I covered the myriad of things you do. I know you do many more things. You can probably expound a little bit on that in terms of coaching. Well, that was a good start, Kim. (laughs) Um, My passion is to provide empowered dating coaching sessions to midlife single women, as you've expressed, just from my own life experiences. But I also found that during my coaching sessions, my clients wanted more. They wanted more than just, so to speak, just dating coaching. And so I found myself doing more general life coaching, which is also a passion of mine. And so what I've been doing is transformative coaching for all midlife women on their emotional, physical, and spiritual life journeys um, to help them live a more joyful life. I love that. Who And okay, first of all, I forgot to mention how much I love your name. Every time I see an email from you or a text, Ronnie Joy, I mean, you just, you really personify joy. And I think it's great that that's what you want to bring to women. And your name says it all. So thank you. I love, I love that, Ronnie Joy. I appreciate it because I gave myself that middle name when I, oh. when I got remarried. That's a whole nother story, Kim, that we'll have to get into another time. 
<laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. You will. I, I don't know that story. So I know that um, I have been happily married, for the most part, happily married, I would say definitely for 28, going on 29 years. I have an amazing oh, husband. I've been very, very mm-hmm. fortunate. However, I know that many of our listeners have not been as fortunate and for, I'm sure, the right reasons have ended relationships. And I know that many have a challenge getting back out there. So my first little question to you is, is dating in midlife really different than it was in your 20s? Oh, my goodness. Yes, indeed, Kim. And might I say congratulations to you on your long, wonderful marriage. Um, but I, but I will tell you, you know, think about it in your twenties, you had a circle of high school and college friends perhaps, and it seemed easy to meet men. And what I had found and what my clients have found, because most of my clients are generally 50 and over that you're either divorced or widowed or never married. And it may have been a while since since we were in the dating world. And, you know, think about it. Technology, mm-hmm. dating sites, blind dates, our changing bodies, menopause, <laughs> right? Menopause. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's not like we're out there in our miniskirts anymore either. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, when I got really serious with my, with my husband, uh, Jack, when we were dating, I said, are you ready for menopause? And he just looked at me. He just looked at me. But you know what? He, he just shook his head yes. And that was the right Aww. answer. <laughs> and you knew, right? And he's going to go through it with you. He's in. Oh, my goodness. So for all these reasons and more, it's daunting to get back into the dating world. And I have found that many women feel rejected or exhausted when just attempting to date again. Um, and they're so willing and wanting to date and have a relationship. And sometimes they just can't get a date, even if they, they're willing and wanting. They, they're not even feeling like this is a daunting task. But where are these men? How do I find them? I'm getting rejected online. I'm getting rejected on a blind date. And so that's where I come in. Um, again, well, I think Kim, you are mm-hmm. needed. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you are definitely no. needed. And I think everybody can resonate with that feeling, whether you're out there dating or not, of rejection. I mean, I tried to be an actress for so many years and that rejection, you just wear oh, it. Oh, yes. So personally, so a you know, someone trying to date and someone rejects you online without even knowing you, that's got to hit pretty hard. It does. And it makes women feel like they want to retreat and just and give up. And, and it's the fear of the rejection that makes them um, just shy away from dating again. But I have found that my clients have uh, found that the, the desire to be in a committed relationship is stronger than the fear. Mm. And And even if someone is hearing this and is really feeling fearful, I can help you. I take baby steps and I'm I'm very nurturing. So I can make a daunting task into something um, enjoyable, believe it or not. No, I'm sure you can. But um, before people contact you, let's give them. (laughs) Do you have some general tips for dating? I do. I do have some general tips for dating. Um, And this is these are some really good, important tips it's uh, basically getting rid of negative influences and triggers. You might know them as perhaps energy vampires, people in your life that are not always so positive and so um, feeling like they're a Debbie Downer. Like, let's say you, you say, I'm going to be, I want to get out in the dating world again. And they'll say, what? 
you can't do that. You know, all, all those types of negative, negative in, um, influences, people that are uh, not supportive of your quest for a partner, or, or it could even be an ex who has an unhealthy emotional hold over you. That happens more often than you think, Kim. Oh, that is interesting because, again, I'm sort of looking at this as through the eyes of your transformative growth coaching and thinking, well, that's true about everything, isn't it? If, if you have a dream, Absolutely. say, I want to be a stand-up comedian, and maybe I do, and someone says to me, <laughs> no, you're too old, you can't do that, that just swishes you right down so I can see how how your coaching transfers to all areas of life as well. Because sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees. We have those people in our lives and they could be family members even, and we just accept it or we don't know how to deal with it. And so by working with me, uh, it's, a, it's a good, safe place to work these issues through. Yeah, that's, that's great. I think everybody needs a sounding board because your best friend can't help you with certain things. You need someone to hold up a mirror and to ask penetrating questions. That's why I love coaching of all types. I mean, I am constantly getting coached and I, you know, certainly this is not a plug for coaching or mm -hmm. necessarily for people to come to you. I, I just right. want to share the information, but you are wonderful and I can sort of vouch for for you in that we'll have a conversation for two minutes and you give me incredible insight and information. But anyway, I appreciate that. I appreciate it because I, I do believe that I get to the heart of the matter very quickly. Um, yeah. But I want to continue, Kim. Yes, yes, yes. I do. also recommend that you get rid of any objects in your home, such as photos of a deceased partner or gifts mm -hmm. of an ex or anything that deflates your mood when you encounter it. Now, when I say get rid of, does that mean you can just put it in a drawer? Absolutely. You just don't want it around you because it's going to influence you without you even realizing it. Wow, that's so interesting. I never would have thought of that. Great tip. Great sure, tip. because to move forward, you can't allow anyone or anything in your space that is ne a negative influence or a trigger. Hmm. We want Great. positivity. We really do. Because yes, we it's, do. Because it's, it's hard enough just getting back into the dating world, so we want positivity. Yeah, and you want to bring um, things that bring whatever joy into your life, and if these things are holding you back, it's that negative energy, yeah. Okay. Negative energy, oh. and we want to raise our vibration and our, and our energy to attract the partner that we really want in our lives. Mm -hmm. Another tip is to ditch your emotional baggage. And you're right, Kim, when you say this is more than just dating. This is the truth for anyone. Um, emotional baggage, this could be an excuse for why you haven't found a relationship that's worked out. Maybe you don't feel pretty enough or thin enough to attract a great partner, or you're afraid of rejection, as, we, as we've said or you're afraid to trust again, or you're a workaholic, or your childhood issues still haunt you, or your ex cheated on you and you think you don't deserve to be loved. Oh. Now, you may be carrying this around you and you're not even realizing that you're doing that, but those are the types of things that we can discover. That's, those are the types of things that may be holding you back. Great, great tips. Are there other general tips you wanna give us or? Um, just basically and quickly focus, make a dating plan, your number one priority, focus and commitment are, are key because you're setting an intention. Got it. So you would, I mean, what do you think about like vision boards and things like that for, uh, well, you said set an intention mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for creating a life partner. I mean, certainly mm -hmm. we know about, you know, vision boards for creating a trip that we want to achieve, 
but are the same kind of principles held true when you're looking for a partner? Absolutely. I'm a true believer. Believe me, Kim, when I was on my my journey, I you can be sure that I made a vision board and I had it over my bed and it sure had the champagne glasses and the toaster and the bride and the groom. I mean, I had just what I wanted in there and I looked at it several times a day. I love that. Did you create, I know this is getting off a little bit, but I'm, I'm curious about creating a vision board for a partner. Did you create the actual uh, attributes that you wanted this person to have? Not physical, but I mean, in terms of sense of humor or likes adventure, that kind of thing. Or did you just sort of do because you hear different things about you know right. manifesting I'm that's just curious. A, yeah that's a good question well back in the day when it was my turn to do this what I did was I cut out pictures out of magazines and I also cut out words and as far as the type of man or who I had in mind I I cut out handsome men <laughs> I, I, I and, and actually the, the type of life that I wanted you know what were those words what were those feelings that I felt when I looked at the pictures uh, those types of things. So it could actually be, I would recommend, not only just the bride and groom, it could be what does your life look like look like, and feel like more than just the partner? What goes along with the partner? What are those, what are those emotions? Maybe it's a home that you might want to live in. Maybe it's those vacations you want to take together. Oh, I love that. Did you cut out the word joy too? Oh, at that time I didn't. Most likely I didn't. Joy didn't come until I met Jack. Oh, I love that. And how long have you been married now? In April, it will be 10 years. Oh, that's so great. So great. Thank you. We won't, I know I love the story, but I don't know if we'll have time to go into the story of how you met him, but it is a good one. Uh, back to, back to questions for those who might have them about dating in midlife. And Okay, so this is a big one I know because we I actually have friends whose children and my niece who have met their husbands online. So what are some of the I mean, you know, we don't we're not as savvy. Well, I think I'm pretty savvy on 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 <laughs> online things, but but women in general of a certain age, shall we say, mm -hmm. what are some of the mistakes that uh, we they make with online dating sites? Oh, I'll be happy to tell you that, Kim. There's a, there's quite a few, but uh, I've narrowed them down to the top, the top ten, let's say. However, I do want to let you know that I met Jack online, so I'm a firm believer of casting a wide net and meeting men or a future partner or a love interest or even a friendship relationship um, online. Good. Good. It's also a great place to um, practice before you meet the one, because I'm a firm believer it could happen online, it could happen when you're dating in the wild. It's, um, it's really just all about divine timing. Got it. So the mistakes maybe that people make? You bet. <laughs> uh, think about this, Kim. I think you can uh, appreciate this. Photos that are not current or truthful. Mm. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I've had clients that tell me about men and I've had male clients that tell me about women that they'll see photos that are 10, 15 years old. And I must say, honesty is the best policy. Absolutely show photos that are flattering and current and reflect the real you and get some new photos taken. And yes. here's, yeah. And if you yeah, want to know, some people say, it. Absolutely. You can go to professional. You can have someone do some candidates and just keep the focus on you. You don't want a group photo 
take off the sunglasses, just look in the camera and smile. That'll be your primary photo, your headshot. Yeah, that's true. You don't want to start off a relationship of any kind with a lie or with a photo touch, Photoshop touched up picture, or maybe a little bit, but not a, too a little bit. We want to have, yeah, we want to put our best foot forward and, but we want it to look like you. We want you to be happy and smiling. And, and when you're looking in the camera, women who are listening to this, look at the camera and think about the man that you're wanting to attract. Think about him and give a nice big warm smile. Oh, I love that. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have a tear in my eye. Oh, you're so funny. I love taking candid photos. I do that as part of my sessions too. So it's a lot of fun. Oh, that is, that's great. That is great. So I'll give you, you another mistake, Kim, if yeah, you're ready. Another, yeah, I'm ready. Um, please do not give your full name or other identifying information. This is really important. You want to protect your identity. Don't reveal your real name, your workplace, your place of worship, hiking, biking, or running trail, or even your unusual breed of dog. You don't want anything to get back so that you could be traced unless until you are ready to let this man know who you are. Oh, that is such good advice. I never would have thought of that. Wow. Take heed. Take heed, women out there on <laughs> online dating sites. Are there specific online dating sites that you re recommend to people or no? Oh, I do. And depending on my client, I, I will generally most oftentimes tell everyone, um, go to like the, the, the most popular ones that have the most hits, are probably like match.com. Mm -hmm. That could be a start. That can be a start. But if you um, let's say you uh, were very religious, let's, there's Christian singles, there's J-Date, if that's important to you. Or let's say there's something unusual, like, you know, maybe um, unusual meaning like a very narrow niche. Mm -hmm. Let's say you love tennis or you love to hike. Uh, I always recommend going, doing a Google search and just putting in dating site for people who play tennis or whatever it is. And, and believe it or not, there are definitely niche sites. So if that's something that's really important to you and a priority, I would recommend that. I didn't even know that mm -hmm. because I'm happily married and not out in the dating world. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Are there any other mistakes that you want to give me before I move on? I do. Um, how many would you like? A couple? <laughs> yeah, keep going. Keep going. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Um, leave out your horrendous divorce or your disappointments with first dates. We don't want that in your essay. Instead, and focus on what you enjoy doing now, what you're planning for the future. And I also recommend do not use dull and overused adjectives. How many times has a person read that someone is warm or funny, attractive, smart, kind, and honest? Well, great. Those are great words. However, have fun creating a vivid picture. It's powerful and it's memorable. Mm, I can see how that would be very helpful to have someone like yourself help you because we tend to get stuck in a rut when describing ourselves. It's very challenging it's to come true. up with a descriptor. Yeah, it's true because oftentimes we would use like a tired cliche. I love to walk on the beach. Right? <laughs> Look, everyone loves to walk on the beach. Right. Instead, be right. more specific. Be more specific. Say something like, 
a great evening for me is trying out the newest local restaurant with a few good friends and disagreeing about the controversial exhibit at the art museum. Oh, I like that. No. Mine would be, um, I enjoy walking on a sandy Caribbean warm beach only. <laughs> Must travel to a warm tropical climate. <laughs> You're getting real specific, but that's great. That's great. It's not a tired cliche. That's And I'll just give you one more, Kim. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Avoid creating a detailed list of what you want in a partner. And believe it or not, that happens quite often. And no one wants a laundry list of must be good looking or tall, kind, sincere, communicative, all of that, and take out the trash on Wednesdays. <laughs> no one wants to read that. Of course, you're right, because you just never know. Your your, your, the person you're envisioning may be tall, dark, and handsome, and yet you may find someone a little shorter, red-haired, who embodies the personality you want. So you Oh, I love that you're saying yeah. that. Absolutely. That's keeping an open mind. Keeping, you know, having a change in perspective, Kim. Absolutely. Yeah, I, li I like that. I, I mean, I, yeah, I like that a lot, too. But if you're not going online... Where else can you meet men, Ronnie Joy? Oh, I have uh, workshops called Dating in the Wild. And <laughs> I love that. Did you do our leopard print of a ten? <laughs> well, if it was you, you probably would. Yes, I would. <laughs> but, but that's not required. <laughs> and, and in this workshop, I go over, this is just, you know, a brief part of the workshop of, of um, an opportunity and what a person's current way of thinking might be and what the game plan is, such as um, a health club. That could be a great place to meet men. And most women might think I go when it's convenient for me and the club isn't busy. I go to aerobics and Pilates and yoga. Now, now that's great. But if you have a game plan of, of wanting to meet men in different places, you might want to go to the club when it's the busiest to maximize your chance of meeting someone new. And use the free weights and never wear headphones. That's a huge tip, don't oh, wear headphones. That's a really good tip. And maybe put a little makeup on, I don't know. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure, I love it. Where else would, I mean, is, is there any other obscure places that you can think of? I mean, I know we've always, totally. to, you know, go to church or synagogue or, you know, a place like that, but give me a few others before we start to wrap up. You'll like this, Kim. Shopping, <laughs> shopping to meet men. Here's an Ooh. opportunity. Ooh, so like let's that. let's yeah. So let's say that you always shop for women's clothing and cosmetics and home accessories. How about if you were to shop in stores where men usually are, like a hardware store, music, electronics, sporting goods, and consider this: ask for advice for your brother. <laughs> Asking for a friend, as they exactly. say. Exactly. <laughs> you could either ask the person that's uh, that's uh, helping you, assisting you. You can go up to somebody that uh, looks attractive and, and, and ask him, married or not? And now that's where networking comes in. Mm. Because even if that man is not available, you might have a conversation with him and mention, you know, this, I happen to be single and this is my year to find someone special. You seem so friendly and nice. Would you happen to know anyone? Oh my gosh, that takes such cojones as it were. Yes, <laughs> yes. This is not for the faint of heart. It does take no. courage. It does take courage and practice. 
I love it. <laughs> now, you said something to me in one of our conversations about a color that you should wear. You want to share that? It kind of goes back to our style ah, tips of last sure, month. Sure, sure. About your color that you recommend. Absolutely. I am so much into color and fashion, as you are, Kim. I read this once about, once about um, designer Bill Blass. He said, when in doubt, wear red. And in my research, I found that red is the color of excitement and danger, and red is the color of passion. And that's what I want to focus on now, because it being February and Valentine's Day, red is often described as the color of passion and romance, which is why red hearts and red flowers and red lingerie are Valentine's Day staples. And red enhances men, men's attraction to women. Studies show that. And it shows that women who wear red clothes are seen as sexier and more desirable. Excuse me, I have to leave right now. I need to go buy some red clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a little aside, Kim, I'll tell you something. Um, I knew about red for a long time. And since I'm a redhead, I, I <laughs> coral, coral maybe, and, and orange is the most red I go. But I'll tell you this. When I have something important to do, like an interview or a job search or, or something where I'm going to be speaking at any at any important event, I wear red underwear. Oh, no it. one knows it but me, but it gives me the confidence and boost that 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 helps along with other things that I do as well. Oh my gosh, that is my favorite tip of the day. <laughs> I, I, as I said, I have to leave this podcast right now and go buy something I red, and I think it, it might be a red pair of sexy undies. Absolutely, you're going to see how it's going to change your life. Believe me. <laughs> And so because of the color red, Kim, men will hit on men wearing red more often than any other color because they feel they're less likely to be rejected. Oh Isn't that interesting? But oh. here's the thing. But here's the thing. Maybe not so much uh, on a first date. You might want to wait for the second or third date. <laughs> I love it. As we, I think it's time for us to wrap up, but I would love to hear some parting words of wisdom from you, Ronnie Joy. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm so thrilled to share these dating tips for you. I wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day. Hope you find the love that you're looking for. But I will say this, your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship you'll ever have. And now is a good time to take a closer look at relationships during February, during Valentine's Day. It feels fitting to focus on relationships right now. And this also can bring up many issues for people about love, finding love, holding on to love, and love in the process of change. It's also important to look at the most important relationship of all, the one that you have with yourself. Mm, I love that. Thank you. That's so true. And, you know, I would extend that to girlfriends as well. I think Absolutely. girlfriends are so important. And I want to say that I appreciate you as a very special girlfriend. Mm, and vice versa, dear. Thank and, you. And I really appreciate you're taking the time to be with us today. So I wish you lots of love and hearts and flowers this month and throughout the coming year, as I wish for all of the people listening. So thank you, Ronnie Joy. And if people wanted to get a hold of you, uh, what's your website? Tell us. Oh, I would love for people to get a hold of me, Kim. And actually, if they do, uh, on, on my website, which is RonnieJoyCoaching.com, that's R-O-N-N-I-E-J-O-Y Coaching.com. Send me a message when you're on my site and mention the three tomatoes. 
and I will give you a valuable tip on protecting your identity when you're making an outgoing call. Oh, I love it. Thank you. We get a, a bonus from that. So thank you so much, Bonnie Joy, and I look forward to seeing you again soon and to conversing with my three tomato pals. It's oh. been my pleasure. <laughs> Thanks a million. Okay, bye-bye.